Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Friday, August 18. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. Stanford yesterday told Cal, Oregon State and Washington State that it has informed the ACC it would be open to joining the conference at a reduced rate, or potentially no media rights fees for several years, according to the AP's Ralph Russo. Knight Commission CEO Amy Privet Perko reissues the commission's call to separate football from other college sports. Perko notes these football-driven realignments create substantial challenges for basketball and Olympic sport athletes, who will spend much more time traveling and will miss many more classes with cross-country conference competition than football players. The Knight Commission believes our December 2020 proposal for an overhauled structure will be better for athletes in all sports and improve governance. Our proposal calls for the creation of a new governing structure solely for the sport of FBS football, with the NCAA continuing to govern all other sports. Further, Perko points out the Knight Commission's structure passes muster with Title IX and antitrust laws and adds, if university presidents want to continue pretending FBS football is just like other NCAA Division I sports, then the CFP meeting on August 30 to determine future revenue distributions of more than $1 billion should be its last, and these decisions should be made by NCAA governance. The alternative is to have FBS football be governed by its own entity. Iowa interim AD Beth gets met with the media for the first time in her new role and acknowledged the critical juncture at which the industry has arrived. College athletics needs to evolve, and what that means for how we share resources with student-athletes and what the actual pathway is for that to happen remains to be seen. Student-athletes not being paid is not the only thing distinctive about college athletics, between that and pro sports. It's incumbent upon those of us that get to work and manage and lead in that space to make sure they are getting an education, that we're preparing them for what's next. Regarding her approach to hiring coaches, Getz noted that fit matters. I personally don't believe that every coach can be equally successful at each place. It's really important that you sort of define, here are our top 5 priorities in this sport for the person that's going to lead the program going forward, and then you start the search process from there to make sure that you are looking at candidates that are going to hit all those marks. Getz also addressed the gambling investigation and said, on the reinstatement process specifically, we have submitted all the requested information to date to the NCAA, and we're optimistic that we are just hopefully days away from getting some feedback at least initially on what that means for our student-athletes who currently are here and have remaining eligibility. Prairie View ANMAD Anton Goff's four-year contract includes a base salary of $230,000 per college AD. Goff will also be eligible for $10,000 bonuses if the department's APR score is 950 or higher, the GSR is 90% or better, he can help the department raise over $1 million annually, and athletic bonuses ranging from $2,500 to $20,000. Should fam apart ways with Goff without cause, Goff would be owed the remainder of his base salary for the duration of the contract. If Goff terminates the deal, he owes 50% of his base salary. That figure increases to 100% if he leaves for another conference school. Elevate Marketplace has released secondary ticketing trends for the 2023 college football season. According to Elevate, college football fans are purchasing earlier compared to 2022 and are spending more per ticket with the average sales price up 12% year over year. The five most in-demand games this season all have get-in ticket prices over $250, led by the $610 get-in price for Ohio State Notre Dame. Meanwhile, StubHub continues to be the leader in total secondary market ticket sales across Division I, however, its market share has decreased by 25% since 2019. 
Additionally, Vivid Seats has experienced an 8% decrease while SeatGeek, plus 21%, and Ticketmaster, plus 16%, have increased their secondary ticket market share year-over-year year since 2019. Elevate Marketplace Chief Business Officer Jonathan Marks noting, the continued acceleration in average sales prices, along with higher get-in prices for marquee college football games on the secondary ticket market, is a true testament to continued fan interest across college football, and particularly marquee games. Northwestern President Michael Schill explains why the Wildcats are pushing forward with renovations to Ryan Field, writing in a letter to the campus community, The redevelopment of Ryan Field is a generational decision that is tied directly to our commitment as a founding member of the Big Ten and our commitment to our student-athletes. The rapidly decaying condition of Ryan Field will require a major investment by the university in any case. The Ryan family's generosity enables us to leverage private philanthropy to build a world-class athletic facility for our varsity sports that will be a year-round asset to the Northwestern and Evanston communities. Regarding the project itself, Schill notes the university is willing to modify its zoning proposal to reduce the maximum number of concerts to six per year and make additional changes to the proposed usage and capacity of the plazas. He concludes, I recognize that we are facing significant challenges that go beyond the new stadium. Those challenges require extraordinary care, time and healing. I firmly believe this rebuild will help us create an opportunity to build toward a positive and exciting future where we do what we do best at Northwestern, bring people together and positively impact communities. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Friday, August 18th. We'll see you back here this afternoon.